Hello, friends, and thank you so much for coming back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. I am your host, Liz Basil Lewison, and I am so, so delighted to have today's featured guest, Lisa Televitas. Uh, she has been featured on Mind Body Green, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Um, she's had articles in The Strategist and BBC and The New York Post, and this theme of having a clean space to have a clear head to make yourself better functioning has come up repeatedly in the last year or so in the books that I've been reading. Uh, So Atomic Habits by James Clear, Limitless by Jim Quick. I'm currently reading The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. um, And one of my favorite books that I read in 2018 and 19, uh, 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. This is something that comes up time and time again. It used to be a really common thing that I would see on the internet and on memes and stuff that geniuses have untidy spaces and that it is a, you know, a character trait of people who are really creative and really intelligent and uh, innovative is to have this really messy space. But the it's not the science anymore. The science tells us that when you have a very cluttered, very disorganized space. It is not conducive to getting into a flow state. It is not in- conducive to getting your best work done as efficiently and as effectively as you possibly can. Um, so I'm so excited for this awesome guest, her years of experiential wisdom, um, and this really incredible and enlightening conversation on why on why it is so important to tidy up your space. Um, And so throughout the conversation, I kind of keep on saying, you know, just start, start small, start, you know, do a little tidy. Um, And the more I followed Lisa after this conversation, uh, you know, following her Instagram and everything, I learned that she is really opposed to uh, starting small and doing uh, tidying by room. And she's a big proponent of doing tidying by category, which to a lot of people is extremely overwhelming. But the more that my fiance and I tidy by room, the more we end up going back and kind of redoing the areas that we've already done because I'll find five more, you know, cords or five more uh, gift cards or pictures or mementos that I want to store in a different place. And we end up having to go back into that old chest or that different drawer or that old closet to put things together so that they are only in one place. Um, so this idea of really cleaning and really organizing by category, um, as you know, the Marie Kondo method says to do while it is a little bit intimidating at the beginning, Do not start this project if you are not ready to start this project. Start this project when you are ready, but listen to this episode so that you can learn all of the reasons why it is so important and crucial for your mental health, for your wellness, for your clarity, for your peace of mind, for the release and the relief that you will obtain from doing this massive project. This will lighten your load significantly. Um, So I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. Uh, I love you. I love you. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe. If you have not already, leave me a comment, a like, review, share it on Instagram with your friends, share it with a friend who needs to hear it. We can do this, you guys. We can be a an entire generation of people who don't hold on to 
shit <laughs> that just collects dust for no reason, just to carry guilt. We want to live a life that sparks joy. We want to have things in our life that are only joyful, that only represent the life that we want to live. Um, this was a really powerful episode. I love you. I love you. And I'll see you on the other side. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. This is the Women's Empowerment mini-series. As you guys know, I've been having different women come onto the show to share with us a little sneak peek into some of their life or into their career. Uh, Today's guest, Lisa, who I connected with through Instagram, will be giving us some tips and some information for empowering yourself through having a tidy space. Uh, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners today? Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Um, Yeah, so my name is Lisa Tzalabides. I'm a home organizing coach and KonMari certified consultant. So that's a specific method I'm using to, you know, help people tidy up their space so that they can go from overwhelmed to organized and thriving. I love that. Um, I think I may have shared with you very briefly, but when I was in between my two backpacking trips uh, back in 2018 to 2019, uh, I had just kind of moved out of like my fifth home in 10 years. And I just had 10 years of accumulated garbage. And (laughs) that overhaul, that getting rid of everything and and really breaking it down to like just the bare minimum of what I really needed. And and even what I had used over the course of the 10 years, things I hadn't seen in years and years and years, but had been literally physically carrying with me from one home to the next. Um, And that like rehaul of everything that I owned and really getting my hands on everything, it it truly changed my life. It was just a few weeks after I finished that, um, that final donation, that final clean of that final surface in my childhood bedroom um, that I started my, my blog. Uh, And, you know, the podcast started a few months later. So I'm so intrigued um, by kind of what your experience has been and what you know about the why and, and how cleaning up our space really does give us just this, this power back um, and how clutter really takes away from so much of that. Um, So I would love for you to kind of share a little bit about your experience um, and, and the ways that, you know, I think something that you mentioned to me that uh, really resonated with me was that it's more effective than therapy. And it really did feel very, so very therapeutic to get my hands on everything I owned and really decide, is this important to me or not? Yeah, definitely. I know this is a very bold statement (laughs) um, that tidying is cheaper and more effective than therapy. Um, And I'm not against therapy. It's just, I think, a way of therapy for a lot of people. And I also, I hear this frequently from my clients that, you know, this is like therapy or more effective for me than therapy. And I think what it is, is, you know, in therapy, when we talk about talk therapy, um, I guess that's what most people think about when they, when they think about therapy. 
um, is, you know, we talk about things, but as you are doing tidying work, you're doing something instead of just, just talking about it. So, and it's quite powerful, like this confrontation with the past and feelings by handling each and every object, because a lot of people are so attached to too many things. I mean, especially the clients I'm helping with, you know, what I'm doing is kind of helping them making the right decisions for them. And quite a few of them have really like very strong emotional attachments. And I feel like our life or a lot of our life is really represented in our items, like what we have, what we have accumulated, you know. Um, and there's so many people who have never thrown anything away or almost nothing, right? So <laughs> it's really that there's, their life is represented in their items. And the method I'm practicing, it's really a whole home approach. So we actually really address each and every item. And when you think about an American household has uh, on average 300,000 items. So that's quite a lot of things to go through. Um, yeah, and it's really, you know, you're quite literally up in your stuff, right? And I think mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it has four like therapeutic effects um, that I'm kind of thinking of or have distilled. So first it's, it's a really, it is a cathartic process, right? By saying goodbye to the things that no longer serve you. It has not only this physical cleansing effect, like in your house, right? You, you're removing those items that no longer serve a purpose in your life out of your home. And it really has this mirror effect onto your internal feelings. Um, so I see this all the time, you know, usually in in a first tidying session we do clothing and if we go through everything like i always hear you know it's just like a weight lifted off my shoulder um so that's the first thing um you know it has really this cathartic effect um another thing is the aspect of gratitude and that's um especially important in the method i'm practicing where the client is encouraged to really say thank you or think thank you, like being really grateful for the items that you have. Um, but especially important, it's to say thank you and being grateful for the items that you choose to let go of. So, and gratitude has been proven to boost mental health. So that's another thing. So gratitude is a huge aspect in how I'm working with clients. And then it's the feeling of accomplishment um, because think about it, it's, it's quite a feast sometimes for people with a lot of things to go through all of the items. So that boosts your self-esteem. Um, and then it's about choosing joy. So again, that's um, an aspect of the method I'm practicing is you're not supposed to choose um, what you want to get rid of, but you're supposed to choose what you want to surround yourself with. So it's like this very, like a shift in, in the thinking of how you're choosing your items, right? So it has a more positive connotation when you, when you think about, oh, I'm choosing the things I want to keep instead of choosing the ones I want to get rid of, which has more of a negative connotation. So 
Yeah, and it also has an end, right? If you're doing like the whole home tidy, it does have an end. And if you're, let's say, just going to therapy, it might be like a, a lifelong thing. So it, it really has a very therapeutic effect on a lot of people. I'm not against therapy though. <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really incredible. Um, you know, that what you're talking about, the feeling of accomplishment, that boost in your self-esteem when you finish each, even each piece, because I know that feeling of, you know, holding something that you got on a vacation or an ex gave you or a family member who has passed away. And I read something, um, you know, while I was doing my own deep clean of so many suitcases and so many drawers and so many closets of things. And I remember that deep emotional connection that I felt to things. But I also remember, you know, so this thing that I read was saying that, you know, the person who gave you the gift wanted you to use the gift or wanted you to, you know, get something out of this. They wanted it to bring you joy. And so once it's no longer serving that purpose, all it is to you is this additional layer of stress, this additional thing collecting dust. Um, and so there's so much to that, um, you know, not choosing what to get rid of, but choosing what you want to be around, like you said, like deciding what the energy of your room will be, of what your home will be. Um, my fiance and I do a deep clean every week. So we choose a different like nook in the in our apartment, um, whether it's the foyer or the linen closet or the laundry room or the kitchen. Sometimes it's a really big area. Sometimes it's a really small area. And every week we connect so deeply because we have to get our hands dirty together and there's nothing distracting us. It's just us and our items and deciding, you know, this is our home and we, we want it to be a good space that feels good. Uh, and uh, a quote that I really love is when you hug your home, it hugs you back. And we like to use that for everything. Now, when you hug your car, it, it hugs you back. When you hug your podcast studio, it hugs you back. <laughs> when I've never you take heard care, that, but I love that. Isn't it great? When you take care of your things, like it, it really is such a boost in your own self-esteem and it, it makes you feel pride in it and it, it makes you feel happy to come back to this space rather than the stress that you have to endure when there's literally dust collecting on things, layers of filth. I mean, we just, we accumulate so much even without being aware of it. So this is, it's such a profound practice. Um, and while I haven't mastered it, I, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely see the importance of it. Um, so I'm so excited for people to hear this. Um, fantastic. So another thing that you had mentioned was um, that you have, like, you've found um, some other different benefits. And I know we kind of touched upon it um, just now, but that people come to you and they think that the the purpose of the tidy is more about the aesthetic. Um, and you mentioned to me that it's more about like time management um, and, and what joy it brings you in life. Um, and so if you could delve in on that a little bit more, some of the other benefits that we get other than just coming into a clean space that feels clean. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
yes, of course, it does have this. And maybe a lot of people associate the effect of the tiding towards a clutter-free and organized space. Yes, that, that's definitely a benefit in and of itself. But usually when I, you know, when I start working with um, a new client, we really go deep and I ask them to really develop or, you know, go deep in what they want their life to look like. Like I'm, I'm asking them, how do you envision your ideal life? And they are supposed to make decisions based, based on that. So sometimes when, when it gets difficult, I may ask them, you know, does this object fit into your ideal life? Um, and usually it's about, you know, why do you want a tidy space? Oh, because I can never find something. So you're wasting time, right? So that's one thing. Time management is a huge thing. Um, another statistic that I love, <laughs> I love numbers. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I, yeah, I think it's the average American I, I would have to look that up, but I think uh, I'm like 99% sure. Mm -hmm. The average American wastes 55 minutes per day looking for things. So it accumulates to 12 days a year. And that's crazy, right? Um, so we're really wasting 12 days a year looking for things. So definitely time management. Um, and also by having fewer things, you know, you have fewer maintenance hours um, it's just less stuff to handle so the effect it has on time is huge you can use it for other things to spend with your friends with your family whatever you want to do right um, and then productivity of course um, what productivity is essentially is really staying focused and i always like to give the example you know imagine working in a space or in an office where you know you have clear surfaces you only have your laptop there's nothing really laying around as opposed to working in an office where it's like super cluttered where do you think you can focus better in the one where there's no clutter right because every object really has an energy field around it and it you know it captures our attention if we are aware of it or not. Um, so yeah, just greater focus, um, greater productivity just by, you know, moving things out that just don't serve us. Um, and then physical health even, and uh, a funny example can, comes to my mind. Um, a client, she had, she had like this back office or what it was, she's in, uh, Santa Monica and um, there was um, like she cleared it out right there was lots of paper clutter and book clutter and it used to be her husband's office and desk and he hadn't worked there in years and she like did the tidying work and then he went back to his to his office space and he was able to use his uh, ergonomically correct chair again and he couldn't stop raving about it how great it was and he wouldn't have back pain anymore so it's like these things we don't even think about or just like the dust accumulation right huge um, effect it can be a huge effect on your physical health um, and then of course the mental health aspect which we 
already touched upon um, when we talked about the therapy aspect. And so many, you know, so many people say it, it like makes me anxious. It really makes me anxious. I don't even, you know, want to get out of bed. I've had clients say that it stresses me out. It overwhelms me because I don't know how to, you know, where to put things, where to find things. Um, yeah, these are just a couple of benefits that a lot of people name frequently why they really want to tidy. Yeah, it brings up a lot for me with my experience, um, like I said, of, of my very deep clean a few years ago. Um, and it also, um, so much of what you're saying reminds me of, again, of my travels. Like when I only had a few outfits to choose from, I wasted no time um, you know, deciding what I was going to wear in the morning because I only had 12 items, you know, 12 exactly. shirts on my back to choose from. And it's the same thing when everything that I open in my closet are clothes that I wear. I'm not wasting any time trying on clothes and then throwing them on the floor or throwing them on my bed or throwing them on a chair. It's just, okay, I like all of these things so I can lay out an outfit that I know I will like all of these items. Why do we, we even hold items that we're never going to wear, you know? Um, the productivity uh, and the time saving. I mean, so much less time was wasted while I was traveling um, because there was just, there was no need to spend hours getting ready because I just only had these few things uh, and I loved all of them. They were all comfortable and conducive to the lifestyle that I was living. Um, so it's, it's so interesting. And I've actually heard the statistic that you said about, um, spending 55 minutes a day, uh, looking for something. I think the stat I heard was specifically about, um, a woman tracked how long she looked for items when she knew it was an item that she had lost a million times before. And I think that the example that she used was the scissors. And she said that she never spent less than 10 minutes looking for her scissors. Um, and by the time she, you know, started keeping track of it, she was like, okay, the, the scissors need a new home. And I remember it feeling like that in my parents' house. And I think that that's why I feel such um, such a draw to the tidy space now. Um, you know, just knowing that I, like what you said, I, when I envision my ideal life, it is a clutter-free space. It's a space where I can get work done quickly and efficiently. And, and I feel comfortable sitting down in my space and, and knowing that I'll be able to get work done. And, and my mind isn't going to be jumping from activity to to-do list to you know, closing my email a million times because I'm avoiding, you know, taking care of that pile in the corner of the room or whatever it is. It, it is so very overwhelming, um, you know, when you don't know where to start, uh, but just starting, just starting in that one corner that you can tackle, just getting it done. Um, yeah, that's, it's, it's a really incredible and like you said, therapeutic thing. Yeah, it has a, a powerful effect on, on people. And it often like really transcends into other areas of your life as well. I mean, we touched on those things like time management and productivity, but often people start evaluating other aspects of their life um, through the joy lens. Like does my career spark joy or does you know 
even my relationships uh, bring me joy. So it, it really goes much deeper. Um, we just start with the home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I was thinking that when you were talking about uh, gratitude as well, and, and just kind of looking at things through that, through the lens of gratitude, through the lens of joy, and, and, and that is so powerful to know that we do always have the choice. We, we hold life in our hands, you know, to speak metaphorically, but, but we hold everything in our hands and it's a choice. Do I keep this or, or is this no longer serving me? Is this no longer bringing me joy? Can I release it? Um, part of, I think, what made my experience um, with this so very profound um, was because the, the last home that I was moving into at the time um, was my parents' childhood home or, or child, my childhood bedroom in my parents' home, like I said. Um, and I found a bunch of my old journals from like elementary school, middle school, high school, yearbooks, um, uh, you know, photo albums and, and boxes of things that I just hadn't seen in ages. Um, and so I, I really kind of dug into, you know, those journals and which is why my tidy took a month instead of probably just a few days. <laughs> um, but I, I really dug in to these documents and these pages and these boxes and, you know, I saw these things that I had been holding on to for so long, these, you know, um, like things that I didn't like about myself and things that I didn't like about my relationships then and my friendships then. And, and there were things that I still carried with me, um, you know, to that point just a few years ago. And to really, to look at it through a different lens at the end of it, you know, to be grateful for coming out of it on the other side and to not kind of live in that dark place that I was writing as, you know, as a angsty teenager, you know, saying how I hated my legs and I'm the ugliest person in my school and everyone hates me, you know, that, that we, we get out of that and we, and we, and we, we grow through the struggles of, of teenage angst and we grow through, you know, women, womanhood and, and being a grown up and, and learning how to be in a relationship and learning how to take responsibility. Um, but we have that choice every day. Like, do I want to keep this dress? Do I want to keep this relationship? It doesn't always seem so, you know, cut and dry. It's not always so black and white, but we really do. We have such power in our hands. Definitely. Yeah. It's not easy going through mementos. Like so many people have, you know, really strong attachments. And that's why we also like keep it to last um, until you do everything else. But yeah, um, it's, it's a practice and sometimes it takes years and it's, it's just about, you know, finding out what serves you, what, what is okay to let go and move on from, and also realizing that the memories are not in the items, but they're in, in our brains and in our heart, right? Because sometimes people kind of confuse, they say, okay, if I let this item go, they feel like they're throwing the memory away or the people, you know, that they are thinking about. Um, and sometimes it's just, you know, they have to make this inner work that no, it, they're not throwing the memories away. It's just those things. It's just items, but I get it. It's like really hard and very entangled sometimes. 
Yeah, it was very interesting to hear what you were saying about, um, you know, how we feel so attached to so many things. Um, I think the statistic that you gave was that the average American household has over 300,000 items. And that's just crazy because to attach meaning to, you know, even 100,000 items is like, <laughs> when you think about it, how intangible that, like, that number is for us to even try to wrap our head around to, to say that each of those things has meaning is like, is that real? Is that really realistic? Um, and my sisters would always make fun of me when I was, when they were trying to help me <laughs> figure out what to donate. Um, you know, because my joke was, I need that. And it would be like something I literally hadn't seen in like six years. And I would be like, I need that. And it was like kind of a joke, but also like, I didn't want to let it go for whatever reason, you know, because it was a size that I aspired to be again, or from an era of life that was just so profound. And I learned so many lessons or that relationship was so whatever, or those friendships and, and, it's so true, like the item isn't the memory. The item is, you know, a physical representation maybe of the memory, um, but the memory is there in your heart. It is, it is really profound um, and we are interesting creatures, humans. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so the final thing that I'd love to get from you, uh, you said that you had some tips on um, ways to make and save money by doing a whole home tidy. I'd love for you to give us kind of a look into that. Yeah, I'd love to. So that's definitely one other area where you can really benefit from when you do a whole home tidy. Um, and I love to talk about this topic because some people don't realize that that in their clutter there's like so much money bound up in a way so first example i want to give is you basically can make money or, or make your money reappear by finding cash gift cards undeposited checks throughout the tidying process and i see this all the time. Just recently, my client in my group uh, program, she was she posted, "Oh, I today I found like three hundred fifty dollars and like ten Starbucks gift cards. So it amounted to almost a thousand dollars. She basically found because she had never like she had forgotten about this wallet and whatever. So um, yeah, so finding." cash, gift cards, checks um, throughout the process. And then it's, um, you can sell things, definitely. Um, I always recommend, you know, don't, like sometimes people are really, you know, okay, I have spent money on this, so I gotta sell it. I gotta get some money back. But usually only, like I recommend when it's like expensive items, when it's really like worth your time to sell things, definitely sell them, like try to sell them. Um, so you definitely can make, make some money with that. Um, and then a huge topic is cutting expenses. So the amount, like storage units are such a big industry, especially here in the States, I feel like. Um, so many people rent out storage spaces and they store their things and never go back and really spend money every month 
storing things that are often worthless, right? <laughs> and, and sometimes I always recommend like do the math, like how much is what you are storing in your storage unit? How much is that worth? And how much money are you spending a month, a year? Um, so it might be worth it to just get rid of the stuff in the storage unit and um, you know, save that money. And also in, um, in our apartments or in our homes, think about how much square footage you're actually using to store things like toilet paper or whatever bulk items you like to buy. Um, you know, by, by really thinking about that better, um, a lot of people do that, right? Like um, storing things they never use, for example, not just the toilet paper, but just having too many clothes, too many, too many things, right? Really think about that, do the math again. Um, you might even be able to, to move into a smaller apartment if you have to downsize, you know, and you can save so much money on rent, like depending on where you live, if you're renting, if you're renting in New York City, like you can really save a chunk of money. Um, and then cutting expenses by avoiding fees for paying late. Um, you know, when we tidy, we also tidy your papers. So you really get on top of your, you know, tax papers, whatever it is, right? So that has a nice, like, side effect on, on, on that. You, you're avoiding those fees for paying late. You're getting your taxes um, in on, on time and um, might avoid some fees as well. And also by, just by having fewer belongings, overall, it equals few maintenance costs, right? Um, and then you can save money by no more buying doubles. Like I hear this so often that sometimes people, they know they have that thing, but they're too lazy to get it out because there's other stuff in front of it. <laughs> or, or they don't know, right? Because they have forgot that they have that thing. Um, happens all the time. Um, and then you can save money by just becoming a more conscious and mindful shopper. And I see this with each client who completes the process, the whole home process. When you choice check each and every item in your home, like this becomes ingrained in you. And I also teach this my client, I ask them, like, I want you to only bring stuff in your home that brings you joy, right? You, you gotta like keep this up. Otherwise it, you know, you just go back to square one. Um, but it, it's automatic. It's automatically, if, if you really do the work, you do become a more conscious and mindful shopper. Um, and then last point is really, you can invest all of the saved money wisely and make even more money. So I don't know why, you, why you're not wanting to do a home tidy now, because <laughs> there's literally thousands of dollars you can make. I stand it's, behind that. It's so true. Yeah, I was telling a few friends that I was um, going to be recording with you today. And I have so many friends who are in the process of buying and selling a home or they're, you know, renting out an apartment in their home to someone or whatever they're doing. And it seems like this is something that would benefit literally anyone at any time. Um, but 
when I was telling people, you know, specifically that I was going to be talking to you, it, it kind of like lit a fire under people. <laughs> so I am hoping that it will have that impact uh, to our listeners uh, today, to whoever happens to hear this. Um, you know, it, it is so, it is such an incredible feat. Um, even just one room, but just starting somewhere, you know, start on that dresser you've been avoiding, start on that closet you've been avoiding. Um, it's funny that you said uh, about buying in bulk. When I moved in with my fiance at the time, my boyfriend, um, it was actually probably before, a f maybe a few weeks before I moved in, but he was giving me like kind of a rundown of like the secret closets and the secret rooms that like just weren't in, you know, the main portion of the of the space. And what should have been a linen closet, I, I couldn't help but like laugh out loud at him because I, I told him it looked like a janitor's closet. It was just excess of everything that it, when it was only him living in this space, I was like, this will take you 10 years to go through this amount of stuff that you have being stored in here. And this is space that you walk past every single day. We walk past this a hundred times a day. How much better utilized this could be. And so now our linen closet looks like an actual linen closet <laughs> rather than a janitor's space. Um, but you know, finding a, a better home for things and, and knowing where everything is, um, you know, it, it's so much less brain space to know where things are when they make sense. When it's yep. in a home that makes sense, you don't have to think about it so much. Things that belong in the desk live in the desk. Things that belong in a linen closet live in the linen closet. Um, you just, you get to use that, that brain space and energy for so many better things. Um, so Lisa, do you have any final thoughts for us today? Uh, this was such a great conversation. Um, I feel like I've, I've learned a lot and a lot of the why um, and why I've been doing these deep cleans uh, weekly for the entirety of 2020 through thick and thin, through the hard stuff of Corona 19, coronavirus 19, COVID 19, what am I saying? Um, <laughs> but all, you know, sticking with something and, and, and feeling that sense of accomplishment every time you finish it um, is just, it's so awesome. And it's been so powerful in my life. Um, so I hope that again, that our listeners will, will get that same thing from this conversation. Um, but any final thoughts from you? Yeah, um, so I would say, so I've always been a pretty minimalist person. So I've never really liked having a lot of stuff, but even I benefited going through this specific method and really evaluating what brings me joy. So I guess my final thought is, even though you might not think that you could use a whole home tidy or doing the joy check with all of your things, um, give it a try. If you've never done it before, it's quite powerful to go through all of your things to really set up your home in a way that it serves you and you're not serving your things. Um, especially now, right? Because so many people are still working from home. Um, I have had so many like conversations over the last couple of weeks, just people are like, yeah, I'm home all the time still. And my space is affecting me. Like I want it to be tidy. I want it to, you know, serve me and I don't want to be a slave to my belongings anymore. So I think if you haven't done it yet, now is the time to really 
tidy up your home. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I was going to ask you a final question, but I, I think that really summed everything up. Um, everybody go do it. <laughs> it will definitely benefit you. Um, the things that you realize you can accomplish once you start small and, and start accomplishing things uh, are, are just absolutely boundless. Um, so Lisa, thank you again so much. How can our listeners find you? Yeah, thank you. This was so much fun. Um, I'm on Instagram at Lisa Celebitas. So I hang out there a lot. You can also go to my website, uh, same thing, lisacelebitas.com. There's also, if you want to tidy according to the Kanmori method, I have like a Kanmori category checklist if you want to do it by category. So that's on the website, but otherwise say hi on Instagram. I love chatting with people in the DMs. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you again so much, Lisa. And I will talk to you very soon. All of Lisa's information will be in the show notes. Um, so you can check her out on Instagram. I've been loving the reels that you've been doing, the whys, you know, why we need to keep our space clean and, and what it does for you. Um, so it's been, re been really wonderful following you on Instagram. Um, and your website is so clean and there's, it's really like jam packed with a lot of good stuff. Um, so I loved that too. So everybody go check Lisa's Instagram out and her website. All the information will be on the show notes. Lisa, thank you again so much. And I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz Without a Pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.